Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Madison Rose, who is a multi-six-figure entrepreneur and business mentor for spiritual women. She teaches about feminine leadership, co-creation, and having a faith over fear mindset. Madison believes you are meant to have it all. I'm so excited for you to be here with us. Welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you, Jessica. I'm honored to be here and I'm excited to get into our combo. Yeah, me too. And just like a little behind the scenes, Madison and I have literally rescheduled this like three times because of me, because I kept having to change it. So (laughs) this is like really a feat for us to have her on the show. Um, Before we jump in, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. I am an average girl from a small town in the middle of Massachusetts. (laughs) I uh, went to, you know, went to the education system like all of us do, went through um, high school, college, went out to Ohio to Kent State University, transferred back my sophomore year to a small state school in Massachusetts called Fitchburg State Hmm. because I didn't want to be in debt. And I noticed very early on that uh, what I was learning in college and when I was learning out of college in my own business was totally different. And I noticed that I was earning money um, outside of college in a way that college wasn't teaching me to earn inside the walls of college. So I quickly realized that transferred Fast forward to graduation, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had this perception that we either had to go into corporate or be an entrepreneur. And my example of that, my aunts were in corporate America. They do very well. One's a lawyer, one's high up in uh, fashion merchandising. They both do, you know, mid to high six figures a year in management and corporate, but they work their tails off. Mm. And then I had my dad and my mom, who are both entrepreneurs, always have been. My mom owned a cleaning business and my dad owned a construction business. And again, although it was entrepreneurship and it seemed exciting, they always had problems. They always had clients calling in. My dad had awful high-end clients that were so picky and so rude to him. And they both did well, but I couldn't see myself doing that either. So I went into network marketing Mm. because to me at that time, it was a business. I could make my own hours. I could work when I wanted to work and I could, I could learn about myself. I could get into personal development. And that is what really opened the gateway for me. Network marketing was like my gateway to entrepreneurship because it showed me how to start a business, how to have customers, how to run a business, how to build something for myself while I had the luxury of, of being under my parents' roof still, of course. 
Fast forward uh, to being 19 years old, I met Bob Proctor at a network marketing event. And I remember hearing and seeing Bob on stage and he was talking about, you know, the science of the mind and the science of wealth creation. And I was like, what the hell? Like there is a science to being successful. Like Mm. this doesn't just happen on accident. People don't just arrive there one day. I can do this too. And it opened my eyes in a way that my eyes had never been opened before. And so my dad and I actually became consultants under Bob Proctor's, my God, what am I, 27, 25? So <laughs> this is seven years ago. Oh my gosh, <laughs> crazy. Seven years ago um, and started learning with Bob. And uh, those of you who know Bob Proctor, he's recently passed away, but I had the privilege of working with him very closely for the last, you know, six to seven years. And um, changed my life, (laughs) changed my life. I let go of network marketing and started to work for myself in helping people get what they want. Essentially. I started off with men and women and friends and family, and I branched out and out and out and out and out, uh, started traveling, speaking on stages. Bob brought me up on stage one convention that he had, and that was really a pivotal point of my career. Um, it's where I gained most of my following from mm-hmm. paradigm shift in 2020. And, um, I got a lot of clarity then too. And I, I noticed that I wanted to start working specifically with women and specifically with women in business who were going to lead people in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I had a, I noticed I had a really great gift of helping women see things in themselves that they can't see and then helping them get it mm-hmm. <laughs> to be real, just helping them get what they want. And so for the last uh, two years, I've been really focused on women leadership and co-creation and really connecting ourselves with higher power, connecting ourselves with God, with source in order to tap into a much deeper wealth of knowledge and guidance in order to create, you know, ultimately success here on earth, but more than the physical manifestation of success, but the feeling of I'm proud of myself. You know, I feel like I'm doing God's work. I feel like I'm doing something really important here because that's something I didn't have for a long time. I was doing things and I was successful, but at the end of the day, if I looked at myself in the mirror, was I doing it in a way that made me light up? No, I was doing it in a way that everyone else told me I had to do it in order to be successful. So that brings me here to today with you. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. And I feel like what you struggled with, what, what, what you were just saying at the very end is a struggle for so many of us. Um, I know it's a struggle for me too, um, is, is finding like, what am I not just doing that makes me successful, but that feels really good. And that feels yeah. in alignment with what I'm here to do to serve in this world. And I think it's really powerful work. And I'm curious how all of that fits into what we're talking about today, which I have a feeling is a really big piece of this, which is attraction marketing. So tell me a little bit, like, let's start like high level. Like what is attraction marketing? Give us an idea of what that means. I fell in love with attraction marketing when I started my own business, um, Madison Rose, because I didn't like sales calls Mm. and I had been taught to do sales calls get on the phone with people and sell them, objection, handle them, and then close them. And 
<laughs> I got really good at it. I mean, I remember being, you know, 20, 21, 22, like closing deals with like guys that were in their 60s into a $10,000 program. I started loving sales. I got really good at it. But when it came to scaling and what I wanted my life to look like, did I always want to have to get on a call with someone in order to help them? Right. No, I didn't. And the way that I buy and I bought, I hated getting on sales calls. I wanted to just have the information and make my own decision and feel empowered by doing so. I loved falling in love with a product or a person and then saying, hey, like, I want to join you. I want to start this. I want, I want you to help me with this. I love that organic, natural process. And so I dove really deep into attraction marketing and with my background being so strong in law of attraction and universal law, I really fell in love with the idea of the two words, right? Attraction, marketing. It's like I can use the power and the magnetism of who I am to attract people from all over the world. And they don't necessarily need to talk to me on the phone, but they're just going to be so magnetized to me and my energy and whatever I have in them that's going to activate them to their next level. And they're just going to want to buy. So I remember the first time I did a masterclass and at the end of it, I sold uh, them into my main program, which is, I mean, it's a $10,000 program. Like it's a lot of money for a lot of people. It was a lot of money for me when I first started this, you know, I had to take out two credit cards for my first program. Mm. Um, and I remember selling off the back end of it. And there was like two people that paid in full just off of a click. And I was like, I'm onto something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like this. And then it was so much fun to meet them inside the containers because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you felt empowered to click and pay. And I'm so honored to be a part of your journey. It was just, I attracted a whole new caliber of people. I was no longer convincing people why they had to work with me or convincing people why I was good enough for them. But I was just being myself and I was magnetized to people who already thought those things and could easily click and pay me. We need to break this down because I know every single listener is hearing what you're saying, thinking, I want that. I want that to happen. I want it to feel that easy and that exciting. So let's just like break down how do we use attraction marketing? Like what's like step one, if we could, if we could put it that way. Step one is building an audience. Okay. Right. So like the practical, the to do, you've got to have an audience. You know, the first thing, especially with new coaches, when I work with them, they're like, you know, I want to do what you do and I want to just sell off masterclass. Well, if there's no one listening, then there's no one to sell to. So first you have to, you have to build an audience. You have to gain momentum. Mm -hmm. And the way that I love building momentum in my business is through social media, because it's just such an easy tool um, to reach people. And people will say, oh, well, the algorithms and all this, but listen, you've got to sit above the algorithms. You've Mm -hmm. got to sit above all of that online BS because people will find you. (laughs) People will find you. They do. I mean, I promise you they do. I'm not a master of the algorithms. I probably use you for that, but um, (laughs) I'm just myself and I show up every day online, whether it's a post on Instagram, I post on Instagram, I post on Facebook every single day. Those are my two platforms that mainly I show up in. And then YouTube and TikTok are like, I'm working on those. I'm not consistent with those yet whatsoever, but Facebook and Instagram every day I show up and I share my heart and I share my truth and I share what I'm going through. I share wins from people. I share and celebrate my own milestones. 
And granted, I mean, I've been on social media since I was 16. Okay. But I mean, I, and I'm 25 now, but I didn't start seriously building an audience until I was probably 21, 21, 22. So that's like four, four years, three or four years of really working at this to build something. So number one, you've got to show up online. You've got to be authentic. You've got to not care about what people think about you. Faith over fear. If you feel like you've got something to say and you have people that are going to want what you want, then you got to show up so people know about you, especially if you want to run the business like I run my business. Now, some people might not want to. It might be like, that's exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. For me, content creation is liberating. It's not exhausting. Mm. But for someone like my father, for example, you know, he still has a sales team. He still does it that way because to him, social media is like an energy drain. Yep. So you have to know what ways work best for you. My way won't work for, for everyone. Um, but yeah, step one, if this resonates with you, this process is building an audience and showing up online. And I wanted, there are, I feel like there are a couple of things I want to address there. One, you say building an audience. There are two pieces to this. You said that you had earned like a large part of, or you had like picked up a lot of momentum when you, when Bob Proctor had you up on stage, which is I'm sure gave you a huge boost in your audience that not everyone has. So the first question is how can you sort of speak to that and motivate people? Like, even if you don't have this opportunity, you can build this audience. And two, do you need to have 30,000 people or do you just need to have an engaged and active audience who sees you authentically because you show up authentically? Yeah. So good. So I'll tell you that I started building my audience two years before I had the opportunity to go on stage with Bob. And I didn't plan that. That was unexpected. I was sitting in the audience and he said, where's Madison? Is Madison here? Mm. And he called me up on stage for a brief moment. Um, The law of attraction works in really cool ways. Mm. There's a part of our businesses that we can never predict, that we can never know about, that we can never plan for. You've got to do your part. Your part is showing up online. That's your part. Your part is also to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, you're lost. We're going to drift. We're going to attract random clients, random people, random things, chaotic payments, refunds, all that stuff that no one wants. That's what happens when you're not plugged into what you want. So I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted, well, I mean, I still want a million followers one day, but I mean, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I had that on my mind and I had that year I had on my vision board to get closer to Bob. Mm. So every day I was doing my mindset stuff, which we can talk about. And I was listening to myself, talk to myself about getting closer with Bob Proctor. Every day I would listen to myself in a voice loop saying, I'm so grateful now that me and Bob have a close relationship. He celebrates me. I'm so honored to be a part of his world. I'm so honored to learn from him. Every day I was listening to some version of that. And so when he called me up on stage, yeah, is it an opportunity that most people won't have? Sure. But was it an opportunity that I wasn't prepared for? No. Right. You know, like I, that was intentional to get closer to him. And it just happened to happen in that way. So the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, will surprise you if you're clear on what you want and where you're going. Things will come in on your path that you'll, that will knock your socks off. And people will look at you like, well, you're a magical unicorn. How did you do that? And it's not magic and it's not luck and it's not chance. You know what you wanted and you were on the frequency of it. And that was just the easiest way that the universe could bring it to you. So that's part one. Part two 
is absolutely yes. I had, you know, 4,000, three to 4,000 followers up until, I mean, 2020. Mm -hmm. So two years ago, I didn't have that many followers, but I was still earning six figures. Yep. And I didn't let that stop me. Um, I know what I wanted so much that no numbers mattered. The numbers are nice, right? Like the likes, the views, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like it's nice. It's good validation. But if your worth is in that, you're lost. You're very much so lost. People will find you, pay you, want to work with you. The world is changing. I mean, no longer do you need to be, you know, Bill Gates to catch someone's attention. You know, if you have a good message and I don't know anything about Bill Gates, except for he's very wealthy and he has a lot of (laughs) influence. Okay. I don't know if he's a good man. I have no idea. Um, But if you are showing up online and you're sharing your heart and you're sharing your truth and you know who you want to reach and what your mission is and how you help people, and you have a intention in mind, a desire and a burning feeling inside you, like I am here to help blah, 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 blah. And you're excited about that. The people that find you that resonate with you, they're going to want to pay you whether you have a blue tick in a freaking hundred K followers or 3000 followers. And you're saying that you help people do X, Y, Z. Yeah. It doesn't matter as much as we think it does. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what we talk about in marketing from the gut is, is really focusing. That, yeah, that's the course, Marketing from the Gut, the Instagram marketing course, really specifically for coaches, um, because I believe a lot of what we're talking about here is really helpful for coaches, like this idea of showing up authentically, because you are your brand, right, in that type of business, in network yeah. marketing as well. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what we talk about, is, is really showing up um, with a service-based mindset. So like when I post on Instagram, when I, first of all, when I talk about followers, I use the word community. And I invite listeners, I invite you to do the same, to make that shift, to shift away from this idea of must have X number of followers and more like I'm building a community where I can show up and serve every day. And I call my posts, my offerings. So when I share a post, it's my offering for the day to my community. And I know that it's successful when I'm putting something out there that I know is of value. So Mm -hmm. this is sort of shifting a little bit off of what we were talking about, but like coming back to the idea of you need to have an audience. I don't want you guys to get the idea that need to have an audience means need to have a hundred thousand followers. It just means you need to show up and serve your audience on a regular and consistent basis. Exactly. Having an audience literally just means that you have eyeballs watching you. That's it. Right. And it might not, not even be many Instagram. eyeballs. <laughs> right. It might not be Instagram. Yeah. It might be Facebook. I mean, I did Facebook lives for like a year straight and yeah. It could be email. Like you could have like a great email email list. It could be events. Maybe you Mm -hmm. are able to speak regularly at events. Like whatever that is, I think this step one, and correct me if I'm wrong, Madison, is just like that you have people hearing you in some capacity and that you're showing up with authenticity to speak to them. Could be a a podcast, you know? Um, Yeah, you have people listening to you in some capacity. There's, There's your audience now. Focus on where they're listening to you and build that. Right. Exactly. So give more energy to that. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out what's working for you and then make that happen. Double that, triple that, whatever. Um, okay. So step one, have an audience mm-hmm. is what's step two. Keep walking us step through. Step two. 
<laughs> I've never broken this down like this before. I know so this is kind of weird. Maybe, maybe if this isn't right, tell me about it. You feel free. No, to no. Yeah, I'm sure there's a step two. What is it? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Step one, build an audience. Step two, sell. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, it's not that complicated. Step one, build an audience. Step two, sell. I mean, if we're talking about attraction marketing, like step mm-hmm. one, attract, build the audience, let the people yep. listen to what you have to say. And marketing, I mean, is marketing and, and sales, right? Mm-hmm. Attraction marketing, like the end goal is for them to buy your stuff. So sell and sell from your heart. You know, um, I had to conquer a lot of salesy paradigms that I had when I first started of, oh, it's icky or I don't want to ask them to buy this. Like, I feel like it's not, you know, they could buy something else that's better than mine for less and are my prices okay and all this stuff. And when I let go of all of that, which took a little while, so give yourself mm-hmm. some grace. And I started saying, what are people paying for? What are people paying me for? Yeah. And why are they, why are they paying me? They're paying me because they want to pay me. Mm-hmm. Who am I to tell them not to pay me? They want to pay me, let them pay me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> why would I get in the way of that? Yeah. It's like we go out to a movie theater and they're like, oh no, I don't want you to buy this movie because it's not good. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. going to strip you of the experience. I'm like what? No one does that. We buy the ticket and we watch the bad movie all the way through. And then we decide if we want to watch it again or not. Yeah. So we're like stores. When you guys go shopping, there's not people saying, oh no, don't buy my stuff. I don't know if you're going to like it. No, they say, this is my offer. Mm-hmm. Do you want it? You can have it, buy it. If not, it's okay. Yeah go along your merry way. So I started looking at myself like that. And I said, okay, it's not my job to convince people. It's not my job to, you know, uh, qualify people even. It's my job to say what it is, who it helps, what they get, how much it is. And the people that are at that level will buy it. Mm -hmm. I love using um, fashion brands as an example as well. Like I fell in love with Gucci. I I don't know why. I just like it right now. It's a thing. And when you go in there, they don't say like, oh, let me change the price for you. Mm -hmm. Or let me negotiate. There's no negotiating. You know, it attracts a certain clientele and Mm -hmm. those people can pay for it. It doesn't mean it's good or bad or positive or negative. It's just different levels of different things. And you are your own level. I am my own level. You are your own level. We all have people on our levels that are just waiting for us to embrace who we are, what we have and how much it is and say, this is the price. And the people that are on that level will meet you. There's people at every single level that will pay you at every single level. Yeah. You've just got to be in integrity with whatever that price is, whatever that offer is. Right. So like I didn't start off charging $10,000 for a program. I would have like had an aneurysm. (laughs) No way. At one time I couldn't even imagine $10,000 $10,000 coming into an account. Right. Like that was a big deal. So I started at like three and even that was a lot. I remember feeling guilty. Like, oh, can I really take this from them? Yeah. So oh. that's the second part. The second part is, is being a match for your audience and telling them what you have to sell and mm. selling it from your heart and being in integrity with whatever that offer price is. Can you give the listeners like, 
Maybe an example of something they could do to start tackling that negative sales, negative marketing mindset that you were saying it took you a while to work through. Because I think a lot of us feel that way. And a lot of us think selling ourselves, even in an Instagram post where it's just like a little bitty at the end, P.S., I teach people this, you know, like how, (laughs) what's something that we can do to start shifting that paradigm in our head so we can start attracting? So number one is noticing where those beliefs came from. And Mm. you only need to do this one time. A lot of people get stuck on this step. They're like always digging in their past to find out what's wrong with them. Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. You can create from now moving forward, Mm. but it is good to notice at least once where these beliefs came from. Yeah. You know, like for me, it was, you know, I remember, I mean, just my, my childhood, right. In, In my small town in Massachusetts, like money was always hard to like earn, you know, it was a lot of work for people to earn money. And, you know, my mom especially was always like looking out for people that were going to like screw us over. My mom also got screwed out, screwed over out of like a lot of money, a lot of times when I was little. So Mm -hmm. I had a really big paradigm about taking money from people because I felt like they needed to keep it Mm -hmm. in order to like maintain their lifestyle. Um, and then of course we have like the telemarketers and all that stuff and the people knocking on our doors and the people that haggle us in the malls, right? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, miss. You have beautiful hair. You want the serum? No. Um, (laughs) so we, we develop a hard shell when it comes to selling, but what we don't realize is that selling makes the world go round. I mean, your very spouse sold you on who they are and that's why you're dating. You know, that's why you're married. That's why you're dating. That's why you're together. No one does anything unless someone is sold. Mm. So as long as you're selling from a place of integrity and a heart centered place of, I know, and I believe that this is going to help people, then what is wrong with, with, with selling them on it? Mm-hmm. You might change their entire life. Forever. I mean, if I wasn't sold into, you know, becoming a consultant for Bob Proctor, which was, you know, high five figures, I wouldn't have the life that I have now. If Bob looked at me and said, Madison's not capable of doing this. She's only a 20 year old girl. And he decided that for me, he would have stripped me away of my ability to grow and expand as much as I have. So you just want to understand, right? Understanding trumps everything. If you're afraid of something, gain understanding, understand sales, understand what you're selling, understand the process. When you understand it, for me, it's like, okay, if I understand that what I'm selling is good, what I'm selling, I believe in, and what I'm selling can truly help someone with X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. I have no business not, not talking about it. You know, I used to be so weird talking about my programs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would be so weird and so awkward because I felt so awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. And so what I did was I said, okay, what would make me feel easy about selling? Mm. And I said, well, if I could just talk about the things, talk about what I have in a free way, and then people buy it, that would be amazing. This is what I have. This is what it's costing. This is what blah, blah, blah. If you want it, here's a link that would make me feel free. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do now. I don't do sales calls and convince people. I talk about it and I share a link and that's it. Yeah. I think the most important part of what you're saying is something you didn't say, but is inherent in selling or marketing with integrity is truly genuinely in your deepest of hearts, believing in what you're putting out there. Like 
genuinely believing in the value of it and the importance of it to the point that you think you know that you would be doing people a disservice by not talking about it. And I think, I think that's a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs because I think we're listening to so many different people. Right. And so it's like, Oh, I should create this course or, Oh, I should do this coaching or, Oh, I should create this container rather than like, no, let's go back to the beginning. Like, what do you want to do? What's going to make you feel alive? What's going to just come falling out of your mouth because you're so excited and happy about it. And I feel like that's a key missing piece. Like before you can do the attraction marketing, you have to create something that you want to put out there because that's, what's going to attract people to you and to it. For sure. I mean, I definitely started attracting people to me before I had anything to sell. Um, because people will fall in love with your personality, right? Personal Mm -hmm. branding. And a big part of attraction marketing is like important for me because let's say, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. So let's say in 10 years, I'm like, you know, I want to do something totally different. And I've been telling my audience one thing for so long, all of a sudden they're going to flounder and be like, I don't know how to follow her anymore. So being authentic in you and getting people Mm -hmm. to fall in love with who you are as a person is really important. So even if you don't have anything to sell, like step one is the audience, right? Step one is getting people to listen to you. Step one is having ears and eyeballs on you some way, some shape or form at some level, you know? Um, And then, and then having that offer, I think a big part and something that I've had to do this year is go through and just unfollow a lot of people Mm -hmm. that are in my similar industry, because it does, if you're scrolling through and you just see people selling things and doing all this stuff. I mean, when I started coaching, it wasn't like it is now. I mean, everyone and their mothers like is becoming a coach. Yep. And so sometimes that's like, whoa, you know, it's, it's a lot, but at the same time, I know people who started three years ago who have since quit and gone back to corporate. So I think we're going to see like a, an, a plateau mm-hmm. of when people are like really finding out. Cause it's no joke. <laughs> like, yeah. It's no joke. Coaching, consulting, like having your own business. It's not like for the faint of heart. So I think we'll find that the people who are really felt called to this will, mm-hmm. will stay and the people who are not will, will go. But yeah, I had to go and and follow a lot of people just to protect my own mental, you know, sanity of imposter syndrome, thinking that there's people out there that are better than me. Or if it gets in your head, that's, that's your, your toast. You're really toast. If, if it's not in your head, you can, you can stay above it. You can stand above it and you can go on business as usual and people will be asking you how you're doing it. But if you succumb to that overwhelm and that busyness of a social media feed with people doing things better than you're doing, or so you think you will very quickly like sabotage yourself. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we all do it to some extent on a more regular basis than we probably should because yeah. we're surrounded by so many people doing what we do. I think for me, a big mindset shift to help me with that, because like I'm in marketing, I have a marketing course, I am a marketing consultant and I coach people in marketing, like, hello, there's millions, there's so many people who do that. And I think there were two sort of mindset shifts that were helpful for me, which was one, we can all own our own piece of the pie. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's plenty to go around. And two, there's a lot of people out there doing what I'm doing that are making six, seven figures that I've never even heard of. So why can't it be the reverse? Why can't I be the person making six, seven figures that maybe not like, like you could have hundreds of clients just as much as the next person can have hundreds of clients. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yes. we can all, we can all do this together. 
I'm going to share an analogy analogy with you that you're going to really like. Okay. Um, I forget who shared it with me, but we were all in a room and they said, okay, take the biggest breath you can. And we all went, <gasps> we like let it out. And he said, okay, all of you just took the biggest breath you could. And there was still plenty left over. Mm. In other words, we're always able to take as much as we can possibly energetically hold. Yeah. And there's always going to be still more left over. Yeah. I mean, there's our source of supply is seriously infinite and that's why it's all mental. Yeah. And that's why you really have to guard your, your mind. And that's why I encourage people often, you know, if you're scrolling through and you're like comparing yourself, like mute them for a month, block them, you know, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like you've got a problem or anything. Just, just get rid of the accounts that make you feel less than for a month and just watch the difference in your business and your energy and how you carry yourself. Yeah. And I think another way to handle that too is yes, declutter your feed for certain, but if you're finding that it's still coming up or whatever, a shift that I really like is her success is my success. Like Mm -hmm. she is successful. Therefore I can also be successful because she's showing me that it's possible. Right. So shifting out of that space of comparison and into that space of like, again, like there's more than enough for all of us. And, um, some, sometimes like a little, I find like just a little quick line or a little quick mantra can help you just start shifting. And so you change that automatic thought process from, I am not good enough or wow, look how much better they are to, oh, great. I'm going to be there someday too. Or I'm going to create that version of, I'm going to create my own version of that success. Um, yeah. Yeah. The only reason we notice, or we feel any kind of like envy or jealousy towards another person is because they have something in them, something in their experience, something that they have activates a part in us that we know is possible, Mm. right? Like I don't look at boxers and say, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous that you got (laughs) in the arena this week. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't look at my boyfriend and say, oh my gosh, I wish I could go hit those baseballs. No. Yeah. I look at women who are similar to myself, who are where I want to be. And I say, so it kind of activates something in me. So if you notice that, notice it and say, the only reason why I'm noticing this is because it's a possible for me mm-hmm. Two is something I really desire or else I wouldn't notice it. And three, because I can have it too. Right. That's it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, let, let it fuel you, let it power you yeah. rather than pull you back. But yes, like you said, get rid of those accounts. If they are holding you back, you know, you have to, our minds, our mindset, our minds are our temple. You know, we need to be open and clear. And if that is that's affecting your energy to the point that you're not able to sell or market or put yourself out there in your most powerful way, then you need to set yourself up for success. And part of that foundation is, you know, getting rid of the shit that takes you off track from that. Amen, sister. (laughs) So we had like a step one and a step two. I feel like that kind of wraps it up, but is there like a step three or something that sort of like concludes I mean, step three would be enjoy the process probably. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, just like where, love where you're at. Um, it's a miserable loop when you're always trying to get somewhere and mm-hmm. you're not enjoying where you are right now. You know, I got caught in that loop as well. Again, mainly because of social media, we're inundated with something that's next. Mm-hmm. The world that we live in is always what's next, what's more, what else can we get, what else can we achieve, what else can we conquer, you know? Mm-hmm. And um it's exhausting. Yeah. It's really exhausting. So for me, a big shift has been 
loving where I'm at right now. I mean, and knowing one thing that I remind myself of often, if I ever get overwhelmed is we all croak in the end. (laughs) Yeah. We all croak in the end. We all go back to the same place in the end. There's no race at all. And what a shame would it be if we got to the end and we never enjoyed the ride. Mm. So I really spend a lot of time working on that. Mm. Grounding myself, focusing on the now, enjoying the present moment, breathing, meditating, yoga. Like often, at least once a day, I'll stop and reflect like, okay, where I am right now, I was dreaming of five years ago. Hmm. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing well. We're doing well. It's okay. You know, we use the law of relativity against ourselves a lot. We say that person's there and I'm not there yet. Hmm. There's also a million people in the other direction that wish they were where you were at. Right. So you also want to use the law of relativity against yourself to balance yourself, not just drain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that point. Law of relativity. I don't really know much about that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's quite simple. It's just, you know, it's like what, what it's, everything's relative, right? Nothing is big or small until it's compared to something else. The earth isn't big or small until it's compared to a marble, you know, then Mm. the earth is huge. But also if you compare the earth to the universe, the earth is tiny. So it's all relative. Everything's relative and every, in each direction, you can go infinitely big or infinitely small, infinitely positive or infinitely negative, it just depends on where you're at and what's above and what's below you. So you can use it for yourself or to your own detriment by saying everything's bigger than I am and not looking the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's powerful. Um, okay. Well, I feel like this has been super helpful for our listeners. I feel like I learned a lot. I love this idea Yay. of attraction marketing. Um, mm-hmm. If you could sort of make sure listeners walk away with, one thing, like if there's one thing they walked away with from our conversation today, what, what would that one thing be? It wouldn't have anything to do with attraction marketing. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Uh, it would probably be to find things that you really love about where you're at in life right now, Mm. because you're never going to get to the next step unless you fall in love with where you are right now. Mm. That's really, that's, if you could do that, it's like the keys to everything else. Yeah. Beautiful. But it's harder. It's easier said than done. Totally. Yeah. Is there, you said you like meditate, you meditating, breathing, reflection. These are all ways to do that. Is there anything else you could think of like a little tool um, to help people really like ground into loving where they are? Yeah. So something that I do often is I, I I'll make like gratitude lists which sounds super surface level and cliche, but you're just reminding yourself of all of the positive things that you have in your life and all the things that you've accomplished and all the reasons why you're credible to do what you do. So often my journal prompts will be what qualifies me to do what I do because that reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing and that, okay, I do got it going on and it's okay. (laughs) Like (laughs) everything's fine. Um, And then secondly, you know, what, what do I have today that I wanted five years ago? Mm, I love that. Cause that really, that question for me, it really pulls out of me. Like, what was I thinking about five years ago? And if I look around my life now, well, I have basically everything I wanted then. So we must be doing okay. Um, 
and just, yeah. So journaling for me is, is a, is a big one. And then meditation is huge. If you can find 10, 15 minutes a day, even listen to a guided meditation on YouTube and just quiet your thought. We would be surprised. Like we don't have many moments during our days now where our thoughts are quiet, except Mm -hmm. for when we fall asleep. And if you can find 10 or 15 minutes a day to quiet your thoughts and get to a really good feeling place, you'll be really surprised at the things that come across your lap, Mm -hmm. how different they are that day. Um, as opposed to just waking up and, you know, letting your day hit you in the face kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's, let's wrap this up with two final questions, um, that are, have nothing to do with this conversation. So switching gears, (laughs) um, tell us what you are getting intentional about right now. Yeah. What we were just talking about actually. Yeah. I'm getting intentional with my time. Um, And with how present I am in the moment, mm. um, I have a, I have a mind that loves to think about what's next and what's in my future. And I often dismiss and don't give myself a lot of grace or credit for where I am now. And I'm really hard on myself. So that's something that I'm working on now is, um, that, and, uh, also consistency. Mm. Consistency is my word of the year. Love that word of the year. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Instagram is probably the easiest place because you can just get to know my personality and who I am at my heart more than looking at a fancy website or something. Um, so Instagram, and then um, I have a really cool membership called Matrix and Heels that I'm just so in love with. And it's just about waking people up all around the world. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Madison. This was such a great conversation. Thank you, Jessica. Likewise. Thank you everyone for being here with us. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.